I'm Richard Pyatt. Welcome back to the Summit Point series of podcast episodes from Summit Point in Calhoun County, Michigan, the Behavioral Health Authority in that county. Happy to shed light on a number of these episodes with some of the community connections that Summit Point has around Calhoun County that are addressing some of the needs of the folks who live there. Joining us today is the Calhoun County Sheriff, Steve Hinckley, and Tanisha, who is the justice system lead at Summit Point. So you might say the liaison to the justice system at Summit Point. Welcome to you both. Thank you. We talked a number of episodes ago, Tanisha, about the idea of jail services. This is a broad focus at Summit Point. Let's just take a second to talk about what jail services means, and then we'll talk a little bit about maybe some more of the specifics. Yeah. So we, when we initially met and talked about jail services, we were just getting started with this um, pilot program. Um, I think there were two staff, myself and a recovery coach at the time. Um, and we have since expanded, but the premise behind jail services is just really to meet people at the time that they are booked into jail, those who are um, identifying substance abuse and severe mental illness, and making sure that they are connected to the services um, and getting their needs met as they are um, as they are being released from jail. And so sometimes that looks like in reach while they're in jail and connection with the courts and working with um, the various players in the justice system to make sure that people get their needs met. Sheriff, how important was establishing this? Clearly, there must have been a need, a behavioral health need or a substance abuse need that you needed help with. Certainly. So we looked at this and we said, you know, we have we have Summit Point. They are the key provider. They're, they're the key to helping our community and really, uh, really giving us those services. So we realized early on that instead of going outside, we would love to have Summit Point embedded in the jail facility. I mean, because, you know, you know, in most cases, our population is being served, but they're being served after they exit. And there's no one there to guide them out the door into the services. So we're losing that particular individual in the mix. Mm. So we realized early on, we need our, our key provider uh, for our community, we need them embedded in the jail. And that was so important to get them in the jail. So once that individual is is being prepared for release, they have direct input into, into how that's going to happen and helping that particular individual through this process. So we're not missing that gap where they're leaving and they're not getting up to get the services. We have the services right ready for them. So, Tanisha, that became the focus of how you could help. Is that true? That's correct. We um, often, the, the majority of the uh, people we are connecting to services, um, we're connecting directly from jail to a service. So whether that be inpatient substance abuse, outpatient substance abuse, whatever the service looks like, whatever the need is, usually it's a direct connection. Yeah. So this is critical, the um, notion that we have some needs that incarceration in and of itself doesn't necessarily address, there had to be another partner. Is that true, Sheriff? How is this happening before this connection? Well, it was happening exactly the way I was describing it. You know, a lot of times we're trying to make those connections and the connection is broken because we didn't have that direct FaceTime and that direct personal contact 
uh, directly inside the facility. So I think that was very, very important. I mean, let's face it, um, as we see the opioid crisis continue, we see our mental health uh, crisis continue, we we needed to get a direct line into the jail to, to help these services. And, and the whole point of this for me was to make sure that we do not have these individuals returning to jail unnecessarily. I mean, when a person leaves the jail and they're homeless, and no one has talked to that person about helping them get into a situation where they can be successful. When they leave the jail, they're just rearrested and brought back to the jail. Mm. And we're just not fixing the problem. We're not making the connection. We should, I mean, ask the sheriff, I do not want the person to come back to jail, right? We want a person to be successful. So once they have that connection, and as they're leaving the door, somebody is there standing, and this is my perception, standing there saying, hey, what do you need and how can we help you be successful, right? That way we're not seeing them turn right back around and entering the facility and entering the criminal justice program. Again, everyone deserves a chance and a second chance and the ability to be successful, right? I think it's our responsibility, and I'm, I'm so proud to partner with Summit Point to give the opportunity. We're saying, Here's the opportunity. If you don't take it, it's your own fault, right? But here's the opportunity, and I think we're going to, and we're giving it to you. Tanisha, some of what you've been working on in the jail services program are developing uh, approaches to whatever the challenge might be, and then uh, trying to implement some ways to to do exactly what the sheriff's just said, make those connections, right? So one of them is something called MAT, M-A-T. If you talk about that, We'd be interested to hear it. So MAT, M-A-T, is medication-assisted treatment. It is uh, medication treatment for those who are struggling with substance use addiction. And for us, that's a huge population of people um, coming into jail are reporting substance abuse issues. And so we've partnered with the jail to um, come up with a program that helps to continue that medication-assisted treatment if they are prescribed that medication on the outside so that there is no lapse in because that um, period between when you're booked in the jail and um, those first few days you're booked out is a really dangerous time for somebody who's addicted to, say, heroin, um, something that is life-threatening. Um, that is a very intricate, vulnerable time for people. And so we want to make sure we are continuing to provide that medication while they're in, and then making sure they get connected to um, treatment on the outside. That is um, a huge proponent for success for people who are trying to stay in recovery or enter recovery. Sheriff, your deputies working in the jail are uh, particularly challenged with exactly what Tanisha describes. The idea that someone has come in, they may be addicted, and now they're not satisfying that addiction while they're in the lockup. And so there are uh, ramifications to that. Isn't that true? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Tanisha brought up a great point. I think there's two sides. The first point that you just said is once the individual comes into the facility and they, they're a regular drug user, they're in the facility without that ability to continue that process, right? So we see as they start to move away from that, they certainly become aggressive sometimes. We're involved in use of forces, right? We're trying to control them. Our staff is injured. That individual may be injured. So by having the medical-assisted treatment, we can continue that treatment. 
I fully, completely believe that it will reduce our contact with with them. It'll reduce their need to be aggressive. I think that's going to help in that area. I think the second point of this is from a law enforcement side is when the individuals in jail and they're not using this type of narcotic, and all of a sudden, you know, they they exit and they they're bonded and they head back. They usually use the same amount of narcotic that they were using when they enter, and usually that results in an overdose, and a lot of times it results in a death. And so there's really two sides to this. There's the there's the jail services side, and then there's trying to make sure that we save this person's life, right? I mean, the end goal is to get them the treatment that they need so, they, so they're not using this drug anymore. That's what this medical-assisted treatment, it really gives us the opportunity to treat them when they're in the jail. And we just don't walk away from them, right? And cold turkey. And we we say, hey, guess what? You're in jail and you don't get to use it anymore. That isn't the humane way to do this. And we just fully implemented this medical assist treatment. I mean, this is, we're excited to get this kicked off the ground and it's just the right thing. And it, everything that we're talking about, it all connects together, right? The recovery coach, the medical assisted treatment, it all connects and it all makes a difference not only for jail services, but for the community. Tanisha, that's the goal, right? You've set in place some protocols that probably save or at least change someone's life between their incarceration and their exit. True? Absolutely. And along with the medication-assisted treatments, not just the medication, we have recovery coaches that Um, that run a SMART group, which is a group for those who identify struggles with substance abuse coming into jail. Um, And we we run that SMART group so that we can begin the conversation toward recovery because not everybody who comes into jail is ready to enter into that conversation. And so we are prompting and we are trying to encourage and um, multiple times, it's not just a one and done type conversation. We are trying to really engage people in that recovery talk so that um, we have more success with connecting people to treatment. Well, and I might just take a moment as you refer to that to reference the episodes we've done in the Summit Point podcast series with recovery coaches. Those are uh, some of the most impactful conversations we've had in this series, uh, the effects that they've had just by virtue of bringing similar experiences to what folks are going through and the, and the testimonial, the uh, credibility that that brings is uh, something. So I'm not surprised to hear that you have implemented that in this process. Tanisha, can you call to mind, Matt is relatively new, but if, if you just look at jail services as a whole, perhaps, Can you call to mind an occasion where you've seen someone who's been, as the sheriff describes, a drug user addicted, and they have changed their path as a result of the interactions that you've had? Yeah, and there are several associated with substance abuse, also on the mental health side, who Uh have gotten the services that are necessary and maintain stability and um, are functioning and have not uh, return to jail. Um, so we have um, various instances of success for for people who have um, received or open to receiving assistance and are functional and healthy and have a pretty good healthy established baseline. So man, what a transition. And the the bottom line is this works. And so that's why it's structured the way it does. 
And the sheriff already said he knows attention like this to this kind of detail probably means he has less of a chance to have those folks back as guests of the lockup, which is the point in all of this. So you've seen, I presume, at least with the jail services part as well, Sheriff, the same kind of thing. You know, you've seen folks who've gone out and you're probably not going to see them again. Absolutely. I think we're seeing a lot of success. And you've had me on the show before and you know, I'm a comparison guy. So here's how I compare this. So 30 years ago, as a policeman, these services weren't available. What did we do with people? We brought them to jail and we left. They went to court. Oh, they were sentenced, they bonded, and away they went through their life, right? Don't get me wrong, there were services 30 years ago, but those services were not the availability of the services and the communication of the jails and the mental health and the treatments, those connections weren't made. We're in a completely different time now where in a lot of cases, I I don't want to go all the way to say this, but I'm going to say it is... People have opportunities that they have never had before. If they don't take those opportunities, sometimes you look and it's like, that's your fault for not taking an opportunity that's there for you. We didn't have 30 years ago. I wish a thousand times over, I could have plugged people into some of these programs, but we just didn't know how, right? And so Tanisha and her team and everything that's happened in the, Tanisha, they are doing such a fantastic job. I can honestly say, What's happening in the jail with Tanisha and her team is impacting our community and it's impacting people. It's changing people's lives. It's giving them opportunities if they so choose to take it. And I'm very proud of these. I'm proud of the program. I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of everybody that's all the hard work they've been doing. Well, that must resonate with you, Tanisha. (laughs) Oh, it does. It's been a tremendous partnership for sure. We couldn't do it without, you know, without the assistance and the willingness and the belief um, of all the partners that um, that are involved with accessing care for, for people. The sheriff said, uh, if you don't take this opportunity, it's your fault. That job to convince them that this is the opportunity they need to take is part of what you and your team are doing. That's not an easy job, is it? Sometimes. Oh, no, it's not easy, but leave it to us. We're we're determined, so <laughs> we'll take that any day. Well, listen to that determination. I like to hear that a lot. So you made a point, Sheriff, about how things have changed over the last 30 years. I suppose the first step example is another of those, right? Uh, you did not necessarily have a behavioral health urgent care where you could take folks who might need to go there that you've encountered. Yeah, absolutely. I I look at where we're at now and I I just think to myself, we had no clue how we were handling things 30 years ago. We had no clue. I can remember being a 19-year-old police officer thinking, what am I to do here in this situation? It just wasn't clear. Finally, we have a situation where, and, and we do it every night. I look at our briefings and we go to a person who is in crisis at their home. We talk with them we're able to assist them to first step. We're able to assist youth and juveniles to first step. Finally, we know what we can get you plugged into program rather than, I'm not really sure how to do this. I hope you're not going to hurt yourself tonight. I'm going to go on patrol and head to my next call. We finally have that system to put individuals into. And it's, I can't tell you from the bottom of my heart, it's like, finally, we're finally here where we have solutions and the right solutions for people. 
Tanisha, what do you think the future of Matt and the jail services program is? As you think about where you've been and and where you want to go, what do you see? Oh, we continue to progress. Um, We are continuing to partner with uh, the justice system, and um, we have a a coalition that um, has judges and parole officers and all of the justice system um, here in Calhoun County, um, where we problem solve and we talk about advancement and a lot of ideas come out of that coalition. But also we, you know, have our own grand ideas. And like I said, we've grown as a team since we first met about two years ago. Um, and so we continue to expand because the need is there. It certainly is. And uh, Sheriff has pointed out how that has changed. And this program has certainly helped. And it'll be interesting to check in with you both Oh, in another year or two and and see how we've progressed even more, just as you pointed out, Tanisha, in the beginning, since our last conversation, how this has grown. I suppose congratulations are in order for uh, having pulled this together and the continual partnership that you both have. Tanisha is the justice system's lead at Summit Point, along with Sheriff Steve Hinckley here on the Summit Point podcast. Thanks to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.